Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was only made possible by the Arts, Cultural, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric Brangett, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Our society inductees have successfully navigated through the beer-chugging, petty larceny, and British aristocrat fetishes to collect the three ingredients needed for Evelyn's spell. If done successfully, Evelyn will create an object allowing the fraternity poltergeist, Rufus, to pass through the iron railroad tracks trapping him in his neighborhood, thereby granting the group some hidden knowledge of the campus that Rufus holds. Evelyn has learned that no one but the caster can witness the spell, or it will lose its effect, so she has isolated herself in an upstairs bedroom to begin. The only problem with this wonderful plan is that the host of the party, Lauren L., infuriated by the magic mushroom-induced chaos, has called her brother Thrasher and his fellow Delta Iota Kappa brothers to kick out everyone and shut the party down. The stage is set for a mighty showdown between our heroes and the jocks. Will Rufus be freed? Will our heroes find the secrets of the campus he holds? Will Zack finally come out of his mushroom trip? <laughs> find out now on Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale. Chapter 10. Spirited Away. Chadley is inside the trunk. He can't remember how long he's been there. He remembers smelling that awful smell and waking up in the trunk only to have this gaunt figure open up the trunk and punch him in the face and then shut it back again and get in the van and drive off again. And he swears he's been driving. It could be minutes. It could be hours. He, he keeps slipping in and out of consciousness, but he swears that they're just going in circles. He, 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 he almost doesn't feel like where, wherever they are, they, they haven't left it. He just keeps driving for no reason. He, and, and Chadley thinks, is this to, is this to throw me off? Is, is, is what, I, I, I bet he's kidnapping me for, for, for dad's money. Yeah, that, that's what it always, fucking dad always said someone was going to kidnap one of us for his money. I, I, and you know what? This proven I'm right. Uh, I'm, I'm not giving him anything. If he fucking thinks I'm going to beg, no, I'm not going to fucking beg. There's no fucking way I'm doing that. Mm -mm. As Chadley is thinking this to himself, the car eventually comes to a stop. The figure with the brown leather jacket gets out of the car, opens up the trunk, and Chadley goes, Okay, I, 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 I don't know who you are, but I, I think we can just talk about this. Another fist comes at his face. Uh, this time it hits so hard that we see him spit out some teeth. The Willem Dafoe type dude throws him fireman style over his shoulder. And he, Chadley realizes that now that he's out and he can see the sky, he realizes that it's, it's just about dawn. It, it, it's 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 late 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 at night and he can see just the, the the faint purple hues of sunset just breaking through distantly in the horizon and he's looking around and, and he thinks to himself why does this place seem so familiar and as he gets brought into a cement tunnel 
The last thing that Chadley sees before the darkness of the tunnel consumes his eyesight is a small spray-painted rose on the side of the wall. And our camera fades to black. And welcome back, everyone, to Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale. I am your MC, Eric Branchett. This is, of course, a part of the Fantasy Fantasia podcast brought to you by Tall Tale Theater Collective. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Ready to party. Mm, mm, mm. I just got that 90s party. Yeah, right. We, ha- we have Jeremy Renner in our campaign. We might as well just name this other dude Willem Dafoe at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Oh, my God. Oh, man, if only Willem Dafoe could actually just voice that character. Like, hello, it's been a long time, Chadley. I mean, that'd be wonderful. Um, So just like last time, we did have some level ups from Iris. Uh, We do have some good news from Kane. Kane didn't roll great at some point, so you got a level up. Which is amazing. Yeah, that's great. So why don't you share what uh, what you're moving on to, bigger and brighter things? Yeah, so the next thing I got is to take the remainder of my bargains. So I get other powers uh, besides the ones that I chose in the beginning. So now I can do things to add to my roles. I can remove conditions in certain conditions. (laughs) Uh, And I can also use powers from other skins that I don't have. So i got a lot in my arsenal now. Very exciting. Heck yeah. Okay, cool. So hopefully we'll see some of that in action today and obviously for the rest of the campaign. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, let's jump into this party, <laughs> yeah. shall we? Yeah. All right. Woo! So our camera opens up on the front lawn as our three uh, football players led by who we know as Thrasher, which is Lauren L's brother so we might refer to him as thrasher l thrasher Thrasher l L. starts taking uh there obviously are a bunch of naked people still high on mushrooms uh thrasher l the first thing he does is he grabs a big jug of water he grabs his big like you know uh oakhurst football team water bottle and pours it on that little fire that they started in the middle of the cul-de-sac and he goes everyone out and his voice booms and and a few of the naked people just start running right away a few of them don't listen and he literally him and his buddies just go around picking people up and throwing them so far that they either slide down the cul-de-sac street or land into the bed of his truck and like just kind of like lay there and he's just rounding them up like you know cattle and he's just throwing them he's like let's go home and every time he he, anyone that's wearing a little bit of clothes he finds him he goes all right hand up all your money pay up for what you should have paid up for and people just start throwing him like fives and tens like oh god i'm so sorry And uh, complete chaos in the front as Lauren L. has that, like, Regina George pose when everyone's going crazy over the burn book. (laughs) Just looking over the chaos, and her and her other Laurens are just like, Like, Lauren, this is so, like, fucking amazing! She's like, I know, girls, it's about time that... Wait a minute. Where are those fucking dicks who bought the molly? Oh, no. No. Oh, no. We snap to our group inside the hallway. So we are all now reunited with, of course, the exception of Evelyn, who is speaking the incantation, the incantation. And that begins now. So the 15-minute clock time in-game begins now. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Eric, I hate to ask, is Zach naked? Uh, yes. I mean, you, you, you had a blanket, so I think, yeah. So if you want to don the blanket, you can. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth says, please put on the blanket. You're doing 
toga style or something. Just just cover up, please. There's nothing wrong with uh, being naked. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being naked. I Duh. <laughs> I have nothing wrong with nudity, but I, I can't be seen with naked students. Right? <laughs> Well, Dr. Egan, I mean, if we're both naked, I could be your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as that happens, you hear the door get kicked open. The entire door comes flying out of its bracket down the hallway. And these three football players come in and you can you can smell them before you, you see them and you can hear them as well. Oh and you hear Killer, go check the basement. Yeah, boss. And you hear Killer. and you hear Grug, go check the main Grug. room, and you hear Grug. Iris peeps up and goes, um, oh, there's something I was supposed to tell you. There's football players coming to kill us. What? Don't you think you were supposed important? to? You just withheld that information I when had, you were supposed. I had mushrooms. Iris. I didn't know what was happening. I was worried about tentacles. Wait, who's pissed at us? Yeah, no, that girl Lauren. It's, I think it's her brother, and she's mad at us, and she's trying to like hurt us or get us thrown out or something. So what? Why is she mad at us? I mean, she wanted. I think it's because of all the people on mushrooms, <laughs> and you ruined the party. Fuck that, she wanted Molly, and she's pissed when there's shrooms? Like, fuck that, the party's fucked before I, know, I got here. but they don't know that. <laughs> uh, you know what, fuck it, I'll just go have a little chat ski with them, you know, clear things up. No, 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 they're gonna kill you! No, 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 Oh yes, my god. Yes, you, you do that, go go ahead and see how it goes. As soon as you, you, you go to walk, Zach, uh, the blue-haired groupie goes, whoa, Tiger, why don't you just, uh, listen, I know that I'm not, strictly speaking, real, but I still think that I'm kind of like the voice inside your head saying that you don't want to get killed by a bunch of jocks, right? Because that would, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't handle with my big musician god. <laughs> Zach pauses and, and stares at the blue-haired girl for a while and, uh, says, oh, baby, you're so cute when you're, uh, worried about me, you know? <laughs> Listen, guys, maybe we can just kind of buy Evelyn some time. I don't know why that's a funny idea, but maybe calm them down while we're at it, you know? Okay, maybe a couple of us could go down and either try to talk to them or distract them long enough for the 15 minutes to occur. As long as they don't come upstairs, then then we've done our job, right? That sounds good. I can go down and try and be nice to them. Wait, what if... What if we just wait for them to come up, and then uh, we open the door to Evelyn's door, and spooky shit comes out? Oh. Yeah, I don't think we want to open the door. She needs a privacy. Well, I think it could fuck up the spell, isn't it right? Rufus becomes visible um, for a moment and asks, Wait a minute. <laughs> what fucking frat are these guys from? The dick. Are you talking about the fucking kappas? The, those crooked kappas, you got it. Oh, they're a bunch of fucking commies. They're about to roll up on my fucking house right now. The fucking kappas are here, is that what you're saying? The fucking kappas, those goddamn commies trying to roll up on my fucking house, is that what you're saying? Do you saying? have something to contribute God damn it, Rufus, yes, that's what we're saying. Do you have a plan or are you just going to be upset about it? Rufus wants to fly out to the kappas and wedgie them and use his fly through walls ability to fly about 500 feet in the air with them in a wedgie. So, so Killer is in the basement. Grug is on the main floor. And right now Thrasher is standing at the door, making sure that no one leaves. 
I uh, I wedgie Thrasher and fly him up. Okay, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to roll. Um, I'm gonna need you to roll lash out physically. No. <laughs> I don't think we've done a lash out physically roll yet. No. No. Just what is that? It is a volatile roll. That is a ten, my friend. So on a ten up, you deal them harm and choose one. A. The harm is great, add one, so it, it would be a total of, like, I basically give that up to three harm. You gain one string on them, or they need to hold steady before they can retaliate. Fuck it, let me gain a string on them. Okay. You sneak up behind Thrasher, kind of standing at the door, and you give him a wedgie, and you pick him up. And I'm going to say that the, the string that you get on him is, uh, he's in fact wearing a thong. And yes. you you pull him up by his thong, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And 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 he, and, and he kind of like he, he looks like he's afraid to go through uh, the roof, but he kind of passes through and passes through. And goes, "Ah, oh, Jesus, what the fuck?" And you soar him up into the air. I'm not gonna give you 500 feet because that's absolutely fucking ludicrous. Um, so you, you you get like 15 feet in the air above the house, and you're holding him by his thong, and he's like, "Jay, what the fuck are you doing?" And <laughs> Uh, and he is, I assume you're just going to drop him? No, first I'm going to say, um, I'm going to look at him in the eyes, and with Rufus's very yellow, um, hazel eyes, he's going to look at him and say, uh, Alright, now, listen. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I'm going to drop you and break your legs, okay? You're at the point where I'm going to have to break your legs, but... You have the decision to either crawl in the house and keep stirring shit or crawl back into your car and call for help. So I'm going to give you the two when I break your legs. You understand me, brother? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bury your friends under my pickup truck, he says. Well, you're going to have to bury them in a wheelchair. (laughs) And I drop him. You didn't choose the hold steady before they retaliate. They can instantly retaliate whenever you hurt someone. So what what happens is you drop him. Uh, now, because you materialized for him to see you, um, you, though are flying, you are relatively solid for as solid as you can be. So a- as soon as, as you drop him, he, for a second, he just grabs onto your pants. He like literally just uses his massive pec muscles to give him just a little bit, kicks off, um, and does like a backflip in the air while he's falling and kicks your, your chin up and your chin goes flying back as it does one harm to you as he falls down through the house. And you just hear, fuck you! You, you all uh, in the hallway hear the roof to Rufus's room cave in as he has fallen on the bed. He's fallen on on the bed. It's braced the worst of his fall, but he does take two harms. So he he, he stands up and you see him just like crack his back as he's like bleeding from his face oh and he God. spits out blood in a few teeth and he looks at oh. and he looks at all of you because now he, he's looking at all of you and he goes, I'm going to fucking end you. And he goes to, to charge tackle you. So oh my God. So uh, Rufus, that was you. Uh, so who, who would be the closest to him right now out of the group? Uh, I, I'll be. Why not? Or okay. So, Kane, how do you want to react to this? You you basically have a bull charging at you. I have a bull charging at me. Um, 
So I kind of panic and I kind of, uh, I want to use one of my bargains that I just got now. So it's called the power flows through you. You can give the dark power a string in order to add two to your next roll. And I'm basically going to like charge right back at him and see if I can just like beat him in a contest of like football charges. Oh my God, this is amazing. Okay, so roll uh, lash out physically. Um, so <clears throat> at first I imagine you close your eyes and you kind of try to focus into your dark power. Mm -hmm. And you hear drop blood, and then I and then my eyes turn black as they open, and then you like my muscles clench tightly, and like the veins pop a little bit, and I spring forward, and I'm like, doo -doo -doo -doo, and then let's see how this goes. Oh fuck me! <laughs> it's a six after all that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that this is my going God. terribly. So you you go to like do a charge and he goes to wind up and punch you and you match him because again you're like your eyes are black you're all full of piss and vinegar now you you match his fist and you both meet fist and as oh. soon as your fists meet each other uh, everyone in the in the other room just hears snap <gasps> As Kane, you, you look and you see that your entire forearm has cracked and the bone is sticking out of your hand. Oh my god. And it's gonna do two oh harm to you. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Oh, oh, and he's like rolling on the ground. Jesus Christ! My fucking arm! Thrasher just walks past you and spits blood on you and just keeps walking. At, at that point, you you hear him go, Grog, get up here! And Grog! And Grog literally punches through the staircase. <laughs> and and he like crawls up in the staircase. So right now you have Grog. Grog is like his friend plus a quarter. He's clearly the biggest one. Um his 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 uh, shoulder muscles like go up to his ears. And Grog is just walking up to you in like his triple or quadruple XL football jersey as you're getting flanked on either side. So, who's next? Oh, guys, good luck. <laughs> I broke my arm. Uh, Zach will step up to the plate. Okay, um, so what Zach does is he grabs his dick and he starts uh, going and he says, uh, uh, play me out there, dollface. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. She whispers in your ear and gives you, like, just, like, the most intense, dirty talk that you could ever imagine. Um, roll hold steady for me. Okay, that's an 11. Honestly, like, we're talking, like, 10 seconds. Uh, so are, 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 are you trying to go in front of Grug, or are you trying to finish in front of um, Thrasher? Uh, I... I mean, I guess Zach's got a thing for bigger guys. Uh, he'll go for Grug. Why not? <laughs> so you just pull your goalie real quick in front of Grug. And Grug honestly, like, steps back and, like, looks at you. He's like, Grug! <laughs> and then, like, he looks and he's like, Grug. Okay, good. Um, with that in his hand, oh. he's going to launch it. <laughs> yeah. God. Okay, roll, roll, lash out physically. Lashing out physically. Uh, that's a seven. Th this is where this we're, we're at. at. Yeah, this yeah. is it. This, this is our peak, you guys. Oh my god. Okay, so on a seven to nine, you harm them, but you choose uh, one of these. They gain one string on you, 
They can deal one harm to you for free. If they want to, you become your darkest self. Oh, I mean, he just, he's earned it. Give him a string. Okay. So, yeah, so, I mean, just but just by nature that he just saw you masturbate in 10 seconds and throw it in his eye, I think that that, that probably <laughs> oh gives God. him enough of a string, but you you throw it in, in his eye, and he honestly goes, Ugh! and he, he, he's, like, freaking out, and he takes a step back, and he falls back through the stairs, and he's like, oh, bro, and you hear him crack on the ground, uh, but you hear him get back up again, uh, but he's not in sight right now. At that time, Thrasher has made it pretty much right up to Egan and Iris. So, and he sees the light coming through the door and he goes, what the fuck is going on in there? Oh, um, they're just watching a movie in there. Nothing I'll be the judge of that. And he no, no, goes no, no, to push no, no, the door no, no. open. Wait, 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 wait. I just noticed. Oh, look how fit you are. I, I you know... I have always been intrigued by football players. I bet I would love to see you do some push-ups. Oh dear. Okay. Roll turn someone on. Oh god, ew. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so that's an eight. So Okay, um, so on. on a seven to nine, they choose one. So I get to choose one. Okay. Give themselves to you. Promise something they think you want or give you a string against them. So he leans up and he's like, hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to lie. They are uh, they are pretty awesome. And he makes his like muscle, his like bicep dance for you. Ooh. And he's like, I I'm going to tell you this, though. After I go check out this room, how about you and I maybe find our own room and uh, fuck? <laughs> um, well, we'll revisit that. Um, actually, you know what? I heard hmm. some very interesting sounds from that room over there, and she kind of nods over to the, um, the <laughs> British room. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah? Yes. I think they're also watching a movie, but a, a dirty movie. Can she pipe in and go, a pipe up and go, hey, is your sister Lauren something? Yeah, what? She's a butthead. She so. is, but I heard you're the awesome brother that came to like help clean out these crazy people in this party. And the girl that she, or sorry, the guy that she hates the most is in that room over there hiding <gasps> from you. I didn't know that. She was oh, telling me all about it. And I just thought it was so mm. cool. She had a brother that was just so strong and willing to help. This is going to be a manipulative NPC <laughs> role, I think. Um... Can I use wild hunt as well on that and kind of um, mimic the life moves of a cat and just kind of like brush my hand like against like his head and then down his arm? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? As only only if you make a cat purring sound when you do. It. Oh, she does. I can't do that, but sure. She uh, does. No, 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 no. You didn't hear. I don't me. know how to <laughs> do that. Only if you make a cat purring sound when you do it. Can she just go like rare? That's as good as you're gonna get, people. That's as good as you're gonna get. Oh shit! That is a 13. Holy shit. So on a 10 up, they do exactly what you want if you give them a bribe, a threat, or a motive. So I think you've given them a pretty clear motive. So he looks in the room and he goes, oh yeah, what does my sister hate him so much? And he starts to walk over to the door. She's, he's the one who brought all the mushrooms. What? Ugh! He, 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 like, grabs the door and he sees it's locked. He's like, Ugh! 
he, he slams his fist down on the handle. The handle flies off, and he pushes the door oh. open. And and, oh. and you just hear Pepsi. We have an intruder. And you go, Rawr! and he's like, oh, God. <laughs> you just hear him go, what the fuck? And and you hear Pepsi. You just hear, stop fucking biting my ankle, you crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> As Pepsi begins to bite his ankle. Iris yells oh, to Egan. She says, should we close the door and lock them in? <laughs> at, at that point, Rufus, if he's able to, wants to, um, yeah, yeah, so I want to grab him and break through the back wall so we land close to the pool or in the backyard. Okay, give me a lash out physically roll. Nine. Okay, so on a seven to nine, you get to choose. So you do harm them, but you choose one. They gain a string on you, they can deal one harm to you for free, or uh, you become your darkest self. Uh, they gain one harm on me for free. Okay, cool. So you fly th down from the roof into the Pepsi room, and you just see Sherlock Holmes standing on his, like, night dresser with his, like, he's got, like, a little horse whip, and he's just, like, smacking <laughs> Thrasher on the head, like, stop biting my Pepsi! And Pepsi is, like, this man dog has its teeth around Thrasher's <laughs> ankle. He's like, fucking God! And you, and, and, and you materialize just fast enough for him to see you, and you, like, spear him through through the wall. So everyone inside the hallway, you just hear like and he, the, the the drywall flies through as you see My Rufus God. and Thrasher fighting each other and you bust through two walls until you crash through the back wall. Bricks fly everywhere and you both you, you fly into the pool but he actually has enough strength that he turns you around and uh, he, he plunges you with your back, back first into the pool and you both smack the pool so that's going to do one harm to you and it's gonna do too harm Ooh. to him and uh thrasher is not thrashing anymore oh. Thra thrasher just um kind of in the pool you take the damage uh rufus but you feel his grip loosen and thrasher just like floats to the top <gasps> with his eyes closed oh wait because he took too hard um, before didn't he yeah oh. <gasps> all right so yeah because those were my only two harms that this character has ever taken um so Rufus very much grabs the back of his head and is like shoving his face in the water saying, take that you motherfucking hippie, how do you like that? <laughs> and, then he, and, then, and, and then he lifts up his face and like checks to see if he's remotely conscious. He, he's not conscious at all, but he has a pulse. Okay. I know. Okay, so Rufus then noticing that he's unconscious just drops his unconscious body on the side of the pool okay. and floats back with the others through the hole okay so so, <laughs> so let's jump to Steph Steph at this point you are uh, probably about five minutes through okay. your incantation can you roll gaze into the abyss for me so just give me a plus dark roll okay that's a 12 Nice. Okay, so on a 10 up, you get to choose two of these. The visions are lucid and detailed. The visions show you what you must do, and you carry one forward while doing it, or you remove a condition. I am going to go with the first two. The visions are lucid and detailed, and they show me what I must do, and I carry one forward. 
so that's a great role. The, the words stay very readable as, as you're working your way through. In fact, like you're getting faster at reading it. At this point, you're not even thinking about it. You realize that you're just saying the words. They're just coming out of you. And uh, the wind in the room is starting to pick up. And you can see this kind of like blue electricity, like shooting out of the keg. Okay. And hmm. as you, you know, you're going more and more and you get um, a vision and your grandma is sitting cross-legged in this kind of blue shady spirit and she's holding out her hands with you and she's saying it with you and you almost feel like she is with you this whole time and, and her energy is channeled in you as you're saying these things and she gives you just the, that that warm small smile that was so characteristic of her evelyn just starts smiling what you start to also see are just like your vision these red like kind of almost phantom hands start to rise from the ground and they're 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 pulling at your clothes and they're pulling at you as if they want to drag you into the earth with them you're you're fighting it really hard but you can feel that 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 energy down under your feet evelyn you feel that that torture that anguish that sadness and that anger that you felt so much in your dream that comes back in full force right now and it's even worse you can hear almost these voices of screaming people in your head as they're reaching for you Evelyn's just doing everything she can to try to focus on the spell right now awesome you hear something coming from the bait like the, the the main floor below you it almost sounds like someone's breaking through the ceiling to get up to your room oh my god oh. and you hear Thrasher, I don't know where you are, but I'm, I'm gonna come through the roof! We're gonna meet up on the second floor! And Killer is trying to rip through the ceiling to come up through there. At that exact moment, everyone else in the hallway, you hear Grog! <laughs> and two hands come up and pull themselves up, and, uh, you know, there, there's there, there's a little bit of um, uh, stainage on his face still, but Grog is still very much alive. Uh, you can tell that a piece of wood went through his shoulder when he fell, but he's, like, ripped it out since then. He's kind of bleeding from his shoulder, but he looks at you just furiously. So, let's go back to Kane. <laughs> Okay, so he's he's laying on the ground with his broken arm looking at his bone, and uh, I'm going to use another one of my powers called Numbing It Out, so I can give the dark power another string in order to remove a condition or up to two harm. So I basically give my dark power string and it'll it'll heal me. Wonderful. So again, you, you close your eyes and channel this dark power. Basically, it's almost like you feel like something has picked you up from the ground and has slapped you across the face a bunch of times to kind of like wake you up. <laughs> and he like throws you against a wall. You kind of get like uh, jolted with the energy of hitting the wall as you realize that your arm, um, your hand still hurts, but your bone has, as soon as you hit the wall, it's almost snapped your bone back in place. Ah, and that he, Grog's the one who broke my arm, right? <laughs> no, that was Thrasher. Oh, it was Thrasher. Okay. Well, regardless. So Grog's at the bottom of the stairs, right? He got sent through the hole, but he's crawled back up. So there, there really isn't an upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> there, there's first and second floors, but the stairs are pretty much gone. So Kane's really embarrassed. That kind of fuels his anger in this moment. He sees Grog crawling through that hole, and he runs right back up to him, and he goes to RKO him through the hole down to the first floor. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Roll lash out physically. <laughs> All right, round two. Let's go. Uh, that's that's a five. Oh, oh my gosh, Avery! <laughs> oh my god! Oh. 
arcade is so pathetic. Oh my god. So, oh, this is gonna be really fun. It, it's time, I think. So what happens is you go to RKO him, and you it, you don't realize how much of a, of a reach he has, and all of a sudden this massive arm grabs you by the neck as you're in mid-jump, mid and he, he uses your momentum and just throws you past him down into the basement, and you just hit face first. You can feel your teeth, like, break on the cement. And you're gonna take two harm, which I believe, uh, according to my calculations, brings you to four. No, I I healed those two yes. with uh, numbing. Okay, up. great, great. So so you're just back to two then. Yeah. Great. So that's where we're gonna leave you, kind of in in, in a dust around the basement. Oh, fucking cheese! Oh, Iris, Iris. He's just alone in the cold basement. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Zach, oh back gosh. to you. Okay, uh, what does Zach see? Right now, Grug. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, is there anything close oh, by you can use? Are you looking for, like, in terms of, like, things to use against him? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, what exactly are you looking for? Oh, shit, I don't know. Um, tables, chairs, uh, <laughs> chandeliers? <laughs> chandeliers. <laughs> Because it's a hallway, there's no chairs or tables or specifically chandeliers, but what there are are those, you know those lights that look like lanterns that kind of stick out of the wall? There's a lot of those. No, fuck that. Is my blanket still around? There okay. is, yes. Okay. Uh, Zach is going to um, flop the uh, blanket on top of the stairs and wait for Grug to get on the blanket and pull. <laughs> <laughs> so so like you want him to stand on the blanket and then and then pull it basically that's the plan awesome okay let's do a you know what fuck it let's just do lash out physically okay uh, oh no that's a fuck four oh, what is happening <laughs> so the moment you go to pull you make eye contact the uh the blonde groupie is kind of standing behind you and she goes oh this is gonna be real bad and and, and you go to pull and grog doesn't move <laughs> oh my God. hey man maybe we can talk this out oh, oh geez grog oh. is just so heavy and grog <laughs> grog grabs you and picks you up over his head and throws you at the other at the others um, so here's what's gonna happen. Iris and Egan, roll for hold steady. Oh good, negative one. Fuck. Oh okay. no! That is a seven for me. That's a six! Oh dear. Oh no! Oh, my so God. Egan, you, you manage to... So as Zach goes flying at you, <gasps> Iris takes the blunt of the hit, and Iris and Zach, you actually smack heads oh God, together. No. So, Zach, it's going to do two harm to you because of your momentum. Iris, it's only going to do one harm to you because you're kind of just feeling the secondariness of that hit. Mm -hmm. Egan, you get hit with his legs. You don't get hurt, but you do all go down. Okay. So you all get dropped down, pinned to the ground by <laughs> Zach as Grug continues to walk by you. He basically runs his hand down the hallway and uh, his hand just break all the lights on the side so like it becomes dark as he's walking what up to you. What is happening? And, and is he walking to us? He is. Okay. So can I get out from under Zach? Yes, you can. Okay, so... Elizabeth stands up and she kind of brushes herself off and she says, 
never send boys to do a woman's job. Nah. And she, yeah. <laughs> she heads towards, she just starts walking towards Grug. Grug? Grug. Yeah, Grug. And <laughs> she sticks out her arm. She's going to try to stop him Try to with her vampire strength. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to do with your vampire so, strike? But I just want to stop him. I want to stop him in his tracks. Totally. Yes. Let's do. Let's do holds. Okay. So that is a ten. Okay. So on a ten, you get to a choose a question that I have to answer. You get to remove a condition or carry one forward during the scene. What would be the best way? I'm asking you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the best way to get him to leave and go somewhere else? Yeah, you sense that Grug isn't much of a talker. So Grug, unlike Thrasher, who you could have a way with words, you sense just mm-hmm. immediately as soon as you, you touch him, you, you you just kind of feel like th- there's just a hit of, of his personality that you can kind of almost mind read him for a second as you feel his pulse. And through his blood, you basically get the sense of like, oh, this the only way to stop this dude is physically. Mm. Especially Grug. Oh shit! <laughs> but you, you, you put your hand out, and he goes to take a step, and he like looks confused because you know you're literally a third of his size. He, he's literally putting all of his weight against you, and he's not pushing you, and he's very confused. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're gonna leave you. Is you basically have him <laughs> stopped, not being able to go any any further. Okay. Uh, uh, Iris. <laughs> Um, okay, so Grog is right here and Egan's got her hand up on him. Where is is it Killer? Killer. So you can actually hear Killer. You hear him go, I'm almost through the ceiling! And you can hear him actually rip parts of the ceiling out from the floor in which um, Evelyn is is on doing her spell. So he's pretty close to getting into the room. Um... Iris is going to turn to Egan and say, do you got this? I'm going to go for the other one. I'm going to try anyway. I've got him. Okay. You go. Take care of the other one. Oh, Grog. He's trying to fight your your, your power. What is, like, where can, you said the stairs are damaged, so I just have to hop through a hole? You basically have to hop, if you want to get on the main floor, because the, the hole leads to the basement. So you'd have to jump the, the you'd have to jump the length of the hole. <gasps> okay. <laughs> You know what? Yep, we're gonna try this. Okay, so if you're gonna try it, let's do hold steady. Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. No, let's do uh, let's do run away. Okay. So it's also a volatile roll. Yeah. Oh. Oh no, that's a three. Oh, oh no. Come on. <laughs> Join yeah. me. I'm going into the basement. <laughs> It, it, it honestly looks really promising. You actually run and, and like power slide on the ground under through Dr. Egan and Grog's legs and you kind of pop up and, and you jump and it's like, I'm going to make it. But you literally go like three inches and down you go. Oh, no. oh. Just for narrative reasons, you're used to having wings. Yeah. And your yeah. wings didn't kick in. I was hoping you, they would. And you oh. plummet to the ground. I think she forgot you... she didn't have wings for a second. 
I love that. But it's like, oh my, oh no. <laughs> and your wings don't kick in and you go plummeting towards the the basement. And with a hard crack on the cement, you land back first and that's going to do two harm and you are next to Kane. Hey, baby. Hey. My face is fucked. <laughs> I hate parties. That's going to bring us back to Rufus. All right, so Rufus, um, who's closest to, to um, the spell right now? So, yeah, so as soon as you come in, I assume that you come in because you were in the pool, you come in through the main floor. As soon as you come in through the main floor, you can actually hear in the laundry room. You can hear the ceiling getting ripped apart as you hear Killer going, I'm almost through! All right, uh, so if that's who I hear, then I use my move through walls to do the same thing where I just uh, unlike what I did uh, with the last one I like alligator spin up to grabbing him so I'm just punching him through like whatever's closest to out of the house like I'm just like corkscrewing him yeah like, back yeah. in the backyard Hell yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so it's going to actually be through through the front, but that's fine. Uh, roll, roll lash out physically. So roll uh, volatile. That's another nine. Oh, okay. So on a nine, uh, Mitch, you get to choose one. They gain a string on you. They deal one harm uh, uh, for free, or you become your darkest self. Oh, <laughs> yes. okay. We have our oh, very first darkest self. So the ghost darkest self, you become invisible, unnoticeable. No one can see you, feel you, or hear your voice. You can still affect inanimate objects, but this is your only avenue of communication. You may escape your darkest self when someone acknowledges your presence and demonstrates how much they want you around. So hey. in, in your anger, you go spinning him through the wall and you kind of go... You, you realize that you kind of grab him and go invisible and fling him out of the house. And he's going to take one harm from scattering outside. He doesn't go through the wall because you went invisible and you made him invisible too. So he, he kind of like rolls on the pavement, scratches himself up, definitely takes a harm. But you realize when you go to become solid again, that's not happening. <laughs> you feel weaker, disconnected from the material world. And on that, Killer gets up, tries to think what the fuck happened to him. He didn't know what the hell just happened. He like looks at the wall like you just hear him go like, what the fuck? And he runs back into the door and goes, uh, he's currently heading back to the laundry room. (laughs) This is going great, guys. Steph, the hands are currently trying to pull you in. Right. I want you to roll another plus dark for me. Okay. That's an 11. Oh my God. <laughs> so the, the hands go to like wrap around your face and you like kind of avatar last airbender style, like clo- cl- close your eyes and you hear your, your grandmother's voice saying, Evelyn, don't give in, fight it. And your eyes open up and they're like glowing with this energy. And it just like all of the hands just dematerialize into nothing as your your, your magic is, is protecting you against them while you're continuing the incantations. And you are now 10 minutes in. Okay. The keg itself has become this like torrent of blue electricity and energy kind of coming at it in waves every so often, like boom, and kind of waves out into the room. 
So there's no indication that anyone or anything is trying to get into the room right now. No, at this point, you the, the, the sounds below you have, have stopped. But what you can see is the cracks in the floor. Uh, the light is shining through as if it's very thin now. Does she need all her concentration on this spell right now? Or is there anything else she could do? Right now, she like she's going to need a lot of concentration on her spell. But you are looking at a specter of your grandmother still. She's she, yeah. She's still there. Yeah, so I think right now she's just going to focus on the spell and she's just going to look at her grandmother and she's like, okay, grandma, I can do this. I'm going to make you proud. And and she smiles and uh, again, you you both like move move closer to each other and you're each mimicking the other on the kind of complex hand gestures that you have to do while doing this chant. And you're you're doing it in this like beautiful synchronized way together in in the room. Back to Kane. <laughs> so uh, he's kind of laying on the cold basement floor, and he looks over to Iris. And how, how bad do you look right now, Iris? I mean, I'm one away from having four health or four four harm. One away sorry. From, okay. So K- Kane looks to her, and he kind of just like reaches out his hand and like places it on her arm, and he says, "How how are you feeling?" <laughs> I felt better. I'm in a lot of pain right now. Talk, talk to me about it. What? Just trust me. Um, I've never been in this much pain before. I mean, my uh-huh. leg really hurts and the back of my head. And I don't even know if I can move right now. Okay. And she's like crying. She's like crying a little bit. This is probably the worst pain she's been in in her life. Oh. He kind of he kind of like scurries over, like shifting his body, and he rolls over to hold her. And I'd like to try do something. Um, so I'm gonna spend. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna give my darkest power another string to use another skin's move, and this is what I want to do. I want to use uh-huh. uh, one of the ghosts' moves called transference. Mm-hmm. So whenever you spend time truly listening to someone else's struggles, they heal one harm and then transfer their remaining harm onto you. <gasps> okay, oh, no. so what happens for this is you look deep into Iris's eyes and you see the, the, the pain that she feels. You almost hear your dark power go like, Fine. <laughs> Just kind of relinquishes this and a tear falls down your face and hits the ground. And the moment it hits the ground, almost with this loud, like splash, Iris, you drop to the ground, feeling this like burning sensation in you as you grab Kane's hand and, and, and hold it. And, and, and the pain starts to leave your body and you can almost feel it running through your arm and coming up to Kane. So Kane, you're going to take two harm. All right. So I die. Okay. So, Kane, you have two options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, upon death, uh, so just for our listeners at home, dying in this game is nigh impossible. So, don't you all worry. <laughs> Kane will still be around. So, on four harm, you die. To avoid death and ease all your harm, you must do one or the other. You must become your darkest self or lose all your strings on everybody. If you don't have any strings on everybody, I'm not going to give you that option. I'm going to become my darkest self. Oh! Oh my god. Okay, so, the, the moment that that hand squeezes, uh, Iris, from your perspective, you just see Kane like, kind of, like, you know, shriek in fear, and then he opens up his eyes, and they are 
deep, deep pools of darkness. Oh, gosh. Now, the Infernal. Do you want to read your darkest self, Avery? Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> you find yourself shivering, needy, and alone. The dark power will make some daunting, open-ended demands. Every demand fulfilled brings you closer to feeling whole again and removes one of the dark power strings on you. Uh, you escape your darkest self when the dark power is out of strings, or you make a bargain with an even more dangerous entity. What? Oh, wow. So basically, my my dark power is going to make three demands of me that I gotta fulfill to get back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, Avery... Um, as Kane, though Iris sees your eyes go black, you actually go completely still. And where you find yourself again is hiding under your bed, hearing your parents argue. And footsteps come up to your bed, and the door creaks open. But instead of your father's kind of heavy footsteps and the smell of beer and like, you know, the, the, the heavy breathing that, that usually accompanies him entering the room in, in anger, instead, what you see is what looks like a being of pure smoke. It's small, almost dainty feet walk on the ground without making a single sound. Gently shut the door, sit on the bed, and you hear, Have a seat, Kane. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. And now back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Zach. Okay, Eric, uh, can I ask you a question here? Yes. Okay, so, so sweet MC, what constitutes as my sex move trigger? Um, sex. Okay. okay. <laughs> Why? Mm hmm. Oh my Hear me God. out here. Uh, whew, okay, so, I mean, uh, on Zach's end, he's kind of completed that half of the transaction, if you know what I mean. Would some of his DNA have ended up in Grug's mouth? <laughs> and if so, would that count? I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you got to give this to <sighs> Roll plus dark. <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck, that's a 10. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, God. Okay, so can I use Zach's streaming ability on Grug now? Yeah, fuck it. Yay! <laughs> okay, sweet, sweet. Um, so Zach uh, is going to use his, his radio-centric powers of mind control and try to uh, get the rhythm of Grug in his head. Uh, he's going to try to predict Grug's next moves, Dragon Ball Z style. Hell yeah. Okay, so um, here's I'm, I'm going to have you roll uh, volatile for Lash Out physically, but I'm going to give you a plus two to the roll because of how <laughs> much you're reading his mind. A plus two. Plus I'm going to give you a plus one. two to the roll. Okay. Yes. All right. That's a nine plus one is a ten. Oh, nice. 
So on a 10, you deal a harm to them and you get to choose one. The harm is great. You can get a string on them or they need to hold steady before they can retaliate. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to inflict great harm. I want this guy down as soon as possible. <laughs> okay. So Egan is still holding him and you kind of, uh, let's do, how, how do you want to kind of come and attack him? Okay, Zach's gonna rush down the hallway with a with a big reed on his right hook, uh, but that's gonna be a fake. He's gonna grab onto one of the tables, uh, flip onto it on the wall on the ground, and then deliver an outstanding uppercut onto this guy. Oh, that's fucking awesome! So you you kind of go and, and attack and, and almost decan out because you you can just hear the aggressiveness in, in, in the song in his head, and he takes the bait hundred percent. He like leans forward um, as much as he can with Egan still holding him and tries to kind of swing over her to hit you. You of course duck it in beautiful fashion, kick off the wall and deliver a mighty uppercut right to his face. So much so that you can hear his jaw just. Bl- Break. Like his jaw just shatters uh, in uh. your punch as he literally falls back and you can see him clasp his jaw and he takes two more steps back and he falls down the hole. <laughs> uh, holy shit. Nice. Uh, Zach turns to Egan and goes, dude, did you see that? I just mind fucked that guy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and Iris and Kane, <laughs> um, Iris and Kane, the... The, the 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 moment of him falling, he he kind of interrupts your moment of you staring into each other's eyes, and he collapses right almost in between you, a little lower than you, and he is out. <sighs> that brings us to uh, Egan. Yes. Okay. So now I have lost my target. Um, so we yes. have two um, two of the three are unconscious, correct? Correct. And you can so- hear now the one in the first floor start to chisel away at the ceiling again. He's like, I'm back right. with the tires! <laughs> okay, so she is going to go, she's going to try to go intervene and, and see what she can do down there. Just roll a hold steady. Hold steady, okay. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, that's 11. Yes! Oh, yeah, so you jump over it with fucking grace. You do like a tr- like a triple flip and you land, and it's it's beautiful. <laughs> of course I do, yeah. Um, yeah, and you land like fucking Spider-Man, like with the, your hand, hand on the ground, like just so much class. And uh, you can hear a ruckus coming from the laundry room. All right, so she's going to head in there. <laughs> and like killer you can see now that a lot of the light from the spell is shining through the cracks in the ground and uh sorry the cracks in the ceiling and and killer looks at you and goes what the fuck are you doing here (laughs) i just wanted to see what was going on what are you doing why are you destroying this house i'm kicking people out i'm doing my job now leave before i kick you out (laughs) your job i thought your job was a, a football player I have many jobs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're hiring a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your friends? I should ask you the same thing. I stopped hearing from them. Mm. Better, maybe you better go check that out. Maybe they're in trouble. Now, I already rolled for my little uh, gymnastic move. Um, can I also roll for hypnotic? Totally. Okay. I'm going to try to convince him to... Um, to go look for his friend. I got a six, but mm-hmm. um, I have a string on everybody I meet. So can I cash in that string to add so they get a seven? Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna do that, and um, and I'm going. I'm just gonna look look him into the eyes, and I said, 
You need to go find your friends. And then there's a condition for that, though. So I'm going to... Um, he's going to have a break in his sanity. <gasps> oh, <laughs> so, like, he, he, like, looks at you, and you can feel him trying to fight it, and, like, literally blood starts to run down one of his <laughs> eyes as he's trying to fight it, and, and he just kind of snaps, and he goes, You're right. I need to go find my friends. I... My first friend I had... His name was Billy, and we were in grade two. Oh, dear. And he, we, it was when I grew up in Texas. I'm, I'm going to go find Billy. And Killer literally just stops what he's doing, leaves, and walks out the door, and you see him just start to jog down the cul-de-sac and t- out towards the campus. Oh he's God. headed toward te- towards Texas? He's running towards what? Texas. Oh, God. <laughs> wow okay and just like that the house is oh epic. my gosh iris i mean i'm still in kane's arms and i feel that the pain is left yes so i think she kind of yes. s- stares at him and goes oh my gosh kane what did you do kane oh my god did you and she like tries to like wiggle out of his grasp like he's just like holding on your hand totally just slips right through his hand. Uh, he, he is totally still, except his eyes are wide open and they're totally black. Um, she checks his pulse. I mean, I must be, must be alive, but she's checking. Yeah. Um, is. yeah. I think she's going to listen, hear that the house is quiet, turn back to him. And I think she might try and gaze into the abyss to see what's wrong. Cause she's, she's concerned. Hell yeah. Oh, let's dark. see if this works. Mother. That's a six. <laughs> Oh, oh no. You, you you hold his hand and you try to, to to look, but all that you hear is is like Kane under a bed whimpering, and you can just tell that he's much younger. His voice Aww. is much higher pitched, as you can hear yelling and stuff. And actually, when you look too far in, you just have a quick glimpse of a of a completely shadowy figure with these red glowing, almost like fire of these eyes kind of burning through the smoke. And he just makes quick eye contact with you, and he's going to take a string on you. <gasps> uh, he already has two. <laughs> yep, so now he's got oh three. Oh my god. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to do after that? I honestly, she's probably just going to like hold on to his face and be like, Kane, Kane, and like just try and snap him out of it because I don't know what else she can do. Hell yeah. Okay. That brings us back to. So, uh, Rufus, what about you? The house is totally quiet, by the way. Um. So I believe, have I, have I gone back into the house by this point? So I believe the last time I was, uh. I pulled what's-his-face outside. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want. At this point, you're totally invisible, and you cannot manifest. Um, alright, so I'm going to float back into the kitchen, realizing that I can't manifest, and I'm gonna grab uh, the biggest knife I can find. (laughs) Yeah, so you you can just see, like, a little knife that's, like, hovering in, in, in your hand. So, the last frat boy just left, right? Yep. Uh, well, the last jockey, yeah. Yeah, the last jockey. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna float back up and see where the homies are at. Yeah, so you float back up and you see, uh, no one, no one's up there anymore, actually, except Zach. Yeah, Zach is up there. So you, you just see Zach standing there, uh, and again through the door, you can hear uh, Evelyn still chanting. I'm gonna use the knife and start scratching into the wall in front of Zach. 
um, I cannot manifest. Okay. Yeah, so you start etching that into the wall, and Zach, you kind of see the, these letters materializing on the wall uh, well, I guess in front of he you. He also sees the floating knife, because it says I can maneuver inanimate objects. Yeah, so there's kind of this like like floating knife as, as it's carving in, uh, as, uh, writing writing some stuff. Uh, so, Evelyn, back to you. Mm-hmm. I want you to roll dark again. Okay. That's a 10. Hell oh my yeah. god. Yeah. So yes. roller. That's where yeah. all the good rolls are. <laughs> yeah. Where it really matters, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The final few steps that you do with your grandmother, um, the, the chanting swells as the room is almost completely bathed in light. And uh, because it's so, it's this bright white light that her blue hue becomes almost more um, physical, becomes more tangible, um, kind of contrasted. And in the last few words, you're kind of swelling up in sound to these last few words and she stands up and she you just feel her specter give you this hug and you just hear i'm so proud of you and at that exact moment all of the lights stop when you say the last word and the beaver falls to the ground and it's kind of glowing with this otherworldly mm-hmm. aura hmm. hmm okay so i'm gonna pick that up okay hold on to it and I'm going to so is there anything that I need from the cauldron or is everything that I need in the beeper it looks like everything in the cauldron is totally empty at this point okay so I'm going to head to the door to see what's going on and let them know that um, the (laughs) spell is done and everything's Work. Yeah, so you open the door and you you actually see Zach and you see a giant knife carving <laughs> I cannot manifest into the wall. <laughs> I just look at him and I'm I look at Zach and I'm like, what happened? The hallway looks like complete shit, by the way. Like there it's it's a fucking war zone in there. Okay. Zach, totally naked, um, very intensely stares Evelyn in the eyes and says, So there I was. Balls deep in the bathroom with uh, the sexiest piece of ass oh. you've ever seen, dude. Oh my god. Next thing I know, I, I burst through the wall and I'm spider manning some hobgoblin. It was fucked up. But but don't worry, little lady. It's all safe now. Don't know where the others are, though. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> Number one, I don't need to know that. Jesus. Number two, we need to figure out how to help Rufus manifest. Um, how do you know it's Rufus that can't manifest? <laughs> Who else would be holding a knife like that that we can't see? Uh, um, Zach gestures towards the blue-haired chick. She's like, thank you, I'm bright here. Jesus. Thank you, yeah. Wait, who? The blue-haired girl, right here. <laughs> I oh see God. absolutely nothing. Rufus, uh, uh. throwing knife style, throws the blade in between the both of them, so it <laughs> sticks in the wall because he's pissed off about all of this. Jeez. <laughs> I just, I turn in the direction that the knife flew from. I'm like, Rufus, chill. We're trying to help you. <laughs> and then I turn to Zach, and I'm like, and also... How many mushrooms did you have? That's a very good question. Uh, he turns to the blue-haired chick, forgets what he was going to say, and says, uh, what's your name, by the way? What do you want my name to be? What about Aqua? I kind of dig that for you. I, I love that. Oh, thanks, baby. Mm. You're welcome. Yeah. We're, we're going to fade from that. Kane. Mm. Kane, you hear again, 
Kane, please come out. I only want to talk. Very slowly and keeping his gaze down to the floor, he crawls out and then um, stands in the middle of the room just looking at the floor. You're in your child form, so you're back in your jammies again. Mm-hmm, yeah, little rocket chips on them. And, yeah, right? And and this, this shadowy figure, um, it, it's two eyes almost look like two balls of flame kind of hidden within the shadow, and you almost just hear its voice in your head, and it says, So you've come to me at last. I always knew you would come here so weak and vulnerable, but it so happens, Kane, I care about you, and I want what's best for you, don't you see? And he... Like, wiping away tears from his cheek, just, like, nods. Kane, I want you to do a few things for me, and you'll be good as new. You do want to go back to all your friends and that insufferable fairy, don't you? And again, not saying any words, he just nods. Very well. Kane, here are the things that I want from you. I would like you... And he looks at you directly in the face and says... To kill the vice president of the university. <laughs> that's the dean. No, that's uh, that that's the dean of students. <laughs> that's that's the dean of students. This is oh. this is someone who you've never heard of. But he goes, "Holy shit!" Okay. I would oh like you God. to kill the vice president of the university. Okay. I would like you to be a part of the film club. Okay. And I would like you to break up with Iris. What? <gasps> oh my God. And I actually do look at the shadowy figure this time, and I don't say anything, but and my eyes just slowly go back to the floor, and I just nod small. Kane, I do not mean to hurt you. I will even do this. I will let you decide when to do it, as long as it's done by the end of the semester. Thank you, Kane. And he snaps his, his fingers, and you wake up. <gasps> Kane! Kane, oh my gosh, I thought you were gone! And I look at her, and I just kind of, I literally shove her off of me. <gasps> and I kind of crab walked, like, scurrying to my my back to, to the wall closest. And I just kind of look down at the floor, and um, I stand up. And without saying a word to Iris, I just walk away and go to the main floor of the house. Kane? Kane, where are you? What's... And she just kind of, like, sits there and stares at where he was. Ooh. And we're going to fade back to our other group. So, Egan, where have you gone now that um, you made the guy run away? I would most likely go back upstairs to protect the room, uh, just in case, you know, anybody wakes sure. up from the unconsciousness. Totally. So now that you're, you're you're back up, you also see now that uh, there's a knife sticking in the wall between Evelyn and Zach, and there is I Cannot Manifest carved into the wall. Uh, so Elizabeth turns to the, the two of them and said, uh, what's going on here? Um, well, the good news is I finished the spell and it worked. Yes, I, I assumed. <laughs> the bad news is, um, yeah, it seems like Rufus can't manifest, and I don't know where anybody else is right now. Is is Rufus here? Is is this why there's a knife in the wall? Yeah. Or did he leave? 
Rufus then starts to attempt to write disappeared after attempted drowning that guy in pool. Oh. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Rufus, um, we need you to, we need you to manifest, find a way to manifest because we need you. We need you to, to um, get us to the, to um, the, the tunnels. Boom. Rufus pops into existence. Oh. Jesus. Well, that was easy. Christ, that took long enough. Uh, Rufus throws the knife onto the ground. That was some caveman shit. Fuck if I tell you. And at that point, Kane joins the group. Hey. The keg stand champion. How you doing, buddy? Is is his eye still black? No. 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 They're back. He he actually looks completely fine. Oh, okay. Where's Iris? Downstairs. Is she okay? Yeah. You left yeah. her alone? No, she's alright. Are you okay? Yeah, I just kind of took a big hit down there, but uh, I'm feeling okay. Oh, wait, they got okay. hits down there? <laughs> did it work? It did. Good. Yes. Yeah, we, I think we've got what we need. And uh, Elizabeth kind of leans over, uh, or I don't know, if there's, is there a railing over the, the... She's trying to look for Iris, trying to see if she's coming up this up the stairs. Yeah, Iris, what have you what have you been doing? I think she's I think she's still sitting there. She's really confused as to what happened, and she does not like negative vibes, and she's just got a buttload from Kane. So you look down the hole, and you see Iris just sitting there at the bottom, next to the uh, passed-out rug. <laughs> Iris! Iris! Oh, are you alright? Um, yeah, I think I'm okay. Do you um, need help? Are you hurt? N- no, I'm You're fine. Right. Yeah, I, I'm fine. Okay. Oh. Um, you yeah. Come join us uh, upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you. I'm coming. Okay. And you can clearly tell she's upset and yeah. confused, but she's, yeah, she's coming. She can't hide shit. Rufus wants to swoop through the floor and pick her up in his arms. Uh, And then yell at her, Hey, come on! This just went from a a wake into an inauguration! We're celebrating freedom here, lady! Come on! Put a smile on your face! She, like, forces one on and she's laughing. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's true. He kisses her on the forehead and then sets her down at the top of the stairs. You are now at all the top of the stairs with, uh, and you can all clearly see that Evelyn is holding a shiny beeper in her hand. And the beeper, instead of a number, it says kind of in that, uh, you know, uh, what's the, the the analog font, I guess? Those like lines mm. there, it spells Rufus. Aww. So, you sure it worked? I'm positive. She knows her stuff. There's only one way to test it out. We gotta go to the tracks. That's a great transition. So we transition as you've made your way down to the cul-de-sac, and you are now standing at the very end of the cul-de-sac, well, I guess the very beginning of the cul-de-sac, with the, the tracks. And, of course, Rufus, you are now you are now holding the shiny beaker. Uh, sorry, the shiny beeper. I don't know if it will work with me holding this thing, but I need to give it to the keg stand champion. So, King, get your fucking ass over here. 
I don't think it's going to work with me holding my own beacon. I think it needs to be held by someone else. So I give it to Kane. Okay. So Kane takes it in his hand and he looks at the tracks. And instead of walking over, he just lobs it over the tracks. <laughs> You're a fucking chode. And I fly over to pick up the beeper on the other side of the tracks. And yeah, you cross yeah. seamlessly over the tracks for the first time in your entire ghost life. I hold up the beeper and I realize that for the first time in the last like 35 years since I've been dead, that is the first time like I've stepped on that side of campus and like I'm looking at the things that I passed by for the seven years I was a student and I'm almost like smelling the air for the first time on that side and I clench the beeper in my hand and Rufus just screams yes I'm free again and he begins doing circles and pirouettes around the highest tower on campus um, almost as if he's stretching his his athletic legs for the first time after decades and when you come back to the group um there, you know that there was a bargain to uphold. Um, before he remembers that there was a bargain, the first thing that he remembers is that he was going to graduate, and then he remembers that he isn't. And then he remembers he needed their help because he's a ghost and he's dead. Um, and he just has a moment to think about where his parents are at right now because he realizes that he hasn't thought about what his parents have done since he died and he hasn't thought about his parents in the last 35 years since his death. And he looks over his shoulder to think about like because he can cross these tracks like how far can he go? And before immediately taking off to to see what everyone that meant something to him at some point is now on to, he stops and then he realizes that he had a bargain to uphold. And he turns around and says, So, uh, listen, when we went down there, we were blazing one up, all was cool, we went, we met up at the Rosebud, and all of a fucking sudden, we hear some chatter. Alright, so we, 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 we ash out the doobie real quick, and before we fucking notice, I got the Dean of Students grabbing me by the shoulder, screaming, What the fuck are you guys doing here? Listen here, Rufus, I'm gonna call your parents. I'm gonna notify the authorities. Are you guys fucking high? He was screaming up a storm. But I swear to God, for some reason, I've seen the Dean plenty of times, alright? The Dean of Students I was in his fucking office every other week for some petty violation. But, he was wearing a weird-ass robe. And I swear to God, before he appeared and grabbed me, it was a thing where, you know, when we would blaze down there, we all heard, it was a, it was a rumor where you'd hear the screams because they were old, old railway, old, you know, underground railroad tunnels. They used to say you could hear the screams of the ghosts down there. But I swear to God, the screams 
when we were blazing that one up was no fucking ghost. Someone screamed down there, and in a second, the dean of students was grabbing me, chirping up a storm. The rest of the boys left, and the day after, we had our party. I don't know what the fuck the dean of students' position is now, but all I know is that back in 78, the goddamn dean of students grabbed me by the shoulder and was screaming in my face. Do you remember his name? Ah, oh, jeez. I, I'm better with faces than names, but if I had to think about his goddamn name... Oh jeez, if you went back to the house and you and you pulled my book, you might be able to find the Dean of Students at the time. Tree something was his name. If you look up Dean of Students, for sure, positively, you look up Tree something, okay. you're gonna find him. Thank you guys for freeing me. But listen, if you ever need any help again, all you gotta do is hit that fucking beeper and trust me, I'll be back to help you guys. You understand? Do we know the number for the beeper? <laughs> I Just type in 666 and I'll fucking show up. You understand? <laughs> Fair enough. I'm gonna travel around the world. I gotta see my fucking parents. I gotta tell her that I'm not such a big fuck up as I thought I was, you know? Even though I've been dead for 30 years, fuck if all I know, they've been dead for 30 years too. Who knows? But I gotta try. Mm -hmm. Iris Iris runs up and says, Rufus, I wish you all the best. And she tries to hug him and forgets that he's a ghost. Did we figure out where the rose, rose buddies? Well, I, it was in front of some kind of fucking coffee shop. You know, back when, back in our day, it was called Beans and More. Ended up being involved in a whole DEA investigation because all their beans had kilos of cocaine. But if you look for the tunnels and the coffee shops, you're going to find a fucking rosebud. All right, that's just, that's what we knew. It was the coffee shop behind with the rosebud and in the cement. And that's where we would go down. There is the little landing in the basement, and that's where we would blaze one. Guys, I told you, it's at Coffee Bob's. And when, what was it, Iris that attempted to give him a hug? Yeah. So Iris attempts to give him a hug, and he uses, uh, because he's still physical right now, he lifts her chin up, and he looks her at her in the eyes, and he says, Iris, honey. Yeah. It never would have worked between us. <laughs> Maybe 35 years ago. But you gotta stop hanging out with that fucking hippie. And I kiss her on the cheek, and then I wave <laughs> goodbye to everyone else as I start floating up above the tree line. <laughs> and Rufus's now free spirit disappears into the sky amongst the stars <laughs> and leaves you all... Iris turns back around to the group, um, avoiding eye, eye contact with Kane, and says, "Well, we did it. We did. We did. Good job, everyone. I think that mm -hmm. was our first mission, really, sort of." So it sounded like whatever's going on down there goes above and beyond us and the the people who are running the campus. Um, e Evelyn is gonna walk over to Iris, and um, she's gonna kind of just grab her hand and squeeze her hand a little bit and say to her, you know, if you ever need to talk, I'm always here. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm 
fine. I was I was just dumb. And she gets embarrassed. She's like, I was just sitting on the basement floor. It's it's a big... Iris. No. Iris. I can Th- tell you're not fine. Thank like you. Like I said, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. Aw, you're such a good friend. And she gives her a big hug. And Elizabeth kind of notices the, the discomfort um, in Iris. And she says, Iris, would you care to join me to go back to the house? I want to look up the name of this dean of students back then. Oh, and she kind of like looks to Kane. To kind of gauge him, what it what does he look like, Avery, when she meets? I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm pretty tired after tonight. Maybe we can try going tomorrow. Okay. She kind of looks down and looks back and goes, "Sure, I I'd like that." Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so Zach, um, totally naked, <laughs> just goes to the rest of the group and says, "Well, guys, job well done, I think." Uh, but I'm gonna go find my pants uh, and my vest and the rest of my band and uh, I'll catch you guys later and he just uh, walks off and um, is gonna try and find all the stuff that he kind of ditched away to uh, well during the party Aqua leans in and goes it's okay big stud I'll help you find it at this point Kane's just gonna kind of take his exit without saying anything and he, he he's going somewhere Kane starts to head uh, towards the campus. He, uh, he's going to be heading specifically uh, toward the treetop dorm. Wonderful. So you're heading back to your dorm. Mm-hmm. It's got something to do. And as Egan and uh, Egan, Iris, and Zach both all head back to the dorm. Uh, sorry, both had all head back to the sorority house to find Zach's pants and a book, uh, a yearbook. Evelyn, what are you going to do? I think I'm going to head back to my dorm. Okay, so as our group splits up, the purple hues of dawn begin to break over the sky. And our camera fades to black. And our camera opens up as Chadley is thrown into a creaky wooden chair. Our gentleman with the gaunt face and the long brown leather jacket begins to tie him up. And contrary to what Chadley was believing about 20 minutes ago, he then goes, Please, man, I'll, I'll give you anything. Like, what do you want? B- a boat? A, a, a money? A, a, a mansion? Like, what? Dude, please, please just tell me. Please just, I'll do anything. And Willem Dafoe again just backhands him without really saying anything. And I just, I'm calling Willem Dafoe now. And uh, this guy who looks like Willem Dafoe just backhands him and he kind of flies. Uh, you know, his head snaps back as he spits up more blood and kind of throws throws his head forward. And all of a sudden he hears a low chant and seven figures in hooded in a hooded shroud all gather around him. And each of them are chanting in unison. And Chadley's body starts to twitch and thrash around in his chair as his body becomes emaciated. Red flowing electrical energy seems to come from his forehead and it seems to pool kind of just in front of him as swirling energy. And he, his body literally, his, his, his muscles just shrink away to nothing as he becomes instantly emaciated. And the last things that are heard as his screams turn into this high-pitched squeal at the end, his eyes completely melt and the jelly runs down his face. And as the chants crescendo, all the red electricity that was coming out of his forehead condenses into what looks like a small pebble. 
the hooded figures stay completely silent. The one in the center of the three on either side takes steps forward. He holds out his hand, and the small red pebble floats just over his palm. And what we can see now is it's not a solid stone or a pebble. It seems to almost be dancing with energy and, and rippling around as it's in this constant motion. And the face that's mostly shrouded in a hood and, and a cloak, we can just see the jawline and it looks old and incredibly liver spotted and almost um, infected in some areas. And the hand gently grasps this what looks to be a pebble. And in, in this very quiet voice echoing through the tunnels, you hear, And now we may begin. for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.